lives for the past over three decades that we know each other has been tied to God's voice. We have relocated to three provinces in South Africa that was on a word from Genesis, go to a strange land which I will show you. And because we do not have children, we were able to commit our lives fully to full-time ministry. And both of us, he's a pastoral counselor and I serve in the field of education. And together we're making a difference in the lives of people and our core ministry is shifting people from a place of woundedness to a place of wholeness. You're listening to Altered Stories with Michelle Renee Gutch. Do you want to go deeper in your faith even while you're on the go? No matter how busy the season you're in, Access More has a library of faith-based podcasts to help you grow spiritually with podcasts from Christian thought leaders such as Christine Kane, Lisa Harper, Taryn Wells, and Bob Goff. You can hear podcasts on religion, culture, family, entertainment, and so much more. Access More gives you a safe space to find inspiring conversations about faith. Start listening today at accessmore.com or the Access More app. Hello, Altered Story Show listeners. This is Michelle Saunders-Gutch, your Chief Storyteller host. And welcome to part three of four of my Women Around the World God Stories series, Rooks, I Was Created for Purpose God Story. And thank you, friends, for listening to my show that shares Christian women's God stories around the world and is part of the Spark Media Network and can be heard on the Edify app, one of the world's most powerful Christian apps. And friends, I hope all is well, and you are ready to be blessed by another inspiring and transformational God story from South Africa. And today, friends, I am super excited to introduce a lovely, lovely woman, Brooks Moodley to you. She's a development specialist, human development practitioner, social justice activist, community builder, and a social facilitator. And she has 33 years of nonprofit experience. She is passionate about human-centered development as she believes that currency of the kingdom is people. Rooks is also referred by my dear friend and former guest, Pastor Tanya Jewell Blessing. Thank you, Pastor Tanya, for this guest referral. So now let's get to know Brooks. Welcome to the show, Brooks. How are you doing from South Africa today? Well, greetings, everyone, and thank you, Michelle. It is a beautiful, sunny day here in South Africa. And I'm excited for the opportunity to share my story. Well, Gal, this is such a blessing for us. And we are super excited too. I would love to know if there's anything else about you on a personal note, Brooks, that you'd like to share with my listeners that I haven't shared. 
because I picked all this up from your bio and, you know, sometimes bios don't share everything, but is there anything else about you personally you'd like to share? Yes, I'm excited to share that I'm married and my husband is Samuel Woodley. We married for 27 years this year. And let me say, up until now, we don't have any biological children, but we are happily married. Well, that is a huge blessing from God. So I want to congratulate you on that. So happily married people are wonderful to know too. So Brooks, uh, you know, you're going to share your God story. And I would love to know from you, why do you think women should share their God stories, Christian women? Why do you think it's important to share God's story? I believe that transformation can only take place through impartation. And impartation is what happens through your life experience. There is a principle that I believe grace flows through piercings. And when we share our God story, it means that we've been through a storm and we've allowed the Father, Abba Father, we've allowed the Holy Spirit to shift us from a place of brokenness into a place of fullness. And the purpose that God allows us to go through these storms is so that we can tell our God's story so that other women can also feel comforted that they're not alone. And it can be an encouragement to them to hold on and never give up because the scriptures remind us when the time is right, I, the Lord, will make it happen. That is beautiful. Oh, I love, I love, I love what you shared there. Thank you for sharing. And so, Rooks, since we're on a limited time um, this morning, and it's later there for you in the afternoon, what I wanted to do is go ahead and get you started in your God story. So, Brooks, can you share where your I was created for purpose God story and where it began? Thank you. Thank you, Michelle. Um, I'm sort of going to share two parts to my God story. And the first one is that at the very tender age of 16, while I was growing up in South Africa, in the province of KwaZulu-Natal, in a little town called Port Shepston, a coastal town, lived in a community that was so strong in their faith, but were very interdependent. It was at this tender age that I met my now husband. And so I am now 49. We courted for six years and we married for 27. So I know him for 30 years. But little did I know that in this journey that 
after 27 years of marriage, there was not going to be offspring. I had no clue at the time. And so we continued our journey of marriage. And in the year 2000, which is five years after I got married, I was diagnosed with a condition called polycystic ovarian syndrome. And what that means is that my body does not utilize the insulin. And so it does not give the egg an opportunity to fertilize. And I was then diagnosed with a medical condition, polycystic ovarian syndrome. And that is 22 years ago, I was told that the chances of me having a child is impossible. However, my husband and I realized that our union was built on love for each other. And we had also taken a decision that we're not going to go the scientific route because childbearing is something that is divinely orchestrated. And at that time, we then realized whether there's offspring or no offspring, we love each other enough and we're going to continue this beautiful journey of marriage. And so the first part of my story is to say 27 years later, we are still happily married. And I always say we do not have children as yet. We might be the next Abraham and Sarah in the Bible. I don't know at 99. But I want to encourage all women out there that if you are unable to have children, and if it is a medical condition, that it is not your fault. And you should not feel any less value or you should not blame yourself for something that is beyond your control. And you should accept God's sovereign will and purpose for your life. Before I continue with the second part of my story, I want to say that my husband and I both feel like we've conquered this giant. And one of the benefits that have come out of this is that our lives for the past over three decades that we know each other has been tied to God's voice. We have relocated to three provinces in South Africa that was on a word from Genesis, go to a strange land, which I will show you. And because we do not have children, we were able to commit our lives fully to full-time ministry. And both of us, he's a pastoral counselor, and I serve in the field of education. And together, we're making a difference in the lives of people. And our core ministry is shifting people from a place of woundedness to a place of wholeness. So I want to say to all women out there, if you do not have children and to all couples, it is not the end of the world. You can still have a beautiful marriage and you can still be an agent of change and make the world a better place. Michelle, if it's okay, I would like to go on to the second part of my story. That is why I themed my God story 
created for purpose and not comfort. Because you would think that after devoting 33 years of your life to ministry, to making a difference in the world, that your life will be trouble-free and that everything would just come to you. But my story tells you differently. And the second part of my journey in January 2020, actually in March 2016, I was diagnosed with an overactive thyroid and that affected all my vitals, my blood pressure, my blood glucose, my cholesterol. So there was havoc in my body. And I was on treatment for two years. But after two years, they realized that the symptoms only improved, but the condition did not change. It was only in January 2020 when I was asked to have what you would call radioactive iodine treatment for the overactive thyroid. They discovered a nodule in my thyroid. They then conducted a biopsy. The biopsy was not conclusive, but they then said the appearance, the pathologist said, the appearance of the nodule is not good and it needs to be removed. In January 2020, I underwent an operation. 90% of my thyroid was removed. The nodule was removed and they then sent the nodule for a biopsy. And in January 2020, I was confirmed with thyroid cancer. Before being confirmed with thyroid cancer, I am a motivational speaker and I said to my surgeon, my voice is my technology because he said that this is a very delicate operation. I could lose my vocal cords. But I am so happy to say that even my surgeon was confounded because the nodule stayed in the cavity. It did not grow. It did not attach itself to anything. And the cancer did not spread anywhere else. I'm happy to say that it is now 2022 since I've been diagnosed with thyroid cancer. It's three years. And yes, I have had health challenges. I have had breathing problems, but I want to give God the glory because one, I did not lose my voice. And as I said, my voice is my technology. I continue to use my voice to speak life. And so I want to end this part of my God story by saying that even in the midst of perpetual difficulties, I understood what Paul said when he said, I die daily. I knew what that meant because I struggled to breathe for almost six years with the thyroid cancer. But I do believe that I am being healed daily. While I was interested in the healing, Father was interested in my attitude during the storm. And so I want to encourage everyone out there that in spite of us wanting comforts in our lives, like me having a child or us having children, and 
the thyroid cancer that caused a lot of discomfort, I just want to encourage you all out there that you were created for purpose and not for comfort. And that does not mean that God will not give you the comforts. While we might be interested in comfort, our Father's ultimate goal is that his perfect will be done on the earth. I would like to conclude my God's story with two beautiful verses. Matthew 22, 37 to 40 paraphrased, love God, love people. There's nothing more, there's nothing less to our faith. And finally, in the words of the Apostle Paul from the book of Philippians 2, 17, let your life be a drink offering poured out. Maybe I should conclude um, with a beautiful quote from Tata Nelson Mandela, who is a world icon. And this is what he said. What counts in life is not the mere fact that you have have lived. It is what difference you have made to the lives of others that determine your own significance. He also said, if you live and you live for yourself, when you die, you die. But if you live and you live for others, when you die, you continue to live. And so my God's story is that together with my husband, in the midst of not having children, in the midst of being diagnosed with thyroid cancer, we can surely say that God has been faithful. He is faithful to his word and he is faithful to his promises. Thank you so much for sharing that beautiful God story, Rick, and for inspiring so many that will be listening to what you've shared uh, today. And also, um, I love the scriptures. I, I would love to know, Rook, um, when did you ask Jesus Christ to come into your heart? And, or when did you become, you know, a believer? Very interesting. My parents were not Christian. They were Hindu. But at the very young age, my mom was bedridden with arthritis. She was encouraged to go to a tent crusade, and she was miraculously healed. And at the tender age of one year old, I gave my heart to the Lord. My parents converted. And for the past 48 years, I've been serving the Lord. And I want to say that my faith has been the anchor of my life. And together with my husband, he loves the Lord dearly. I love the Lord dearly. And that's what makes our marriage and our lives not just successful, but I do believe that we're living a life of significance and we call it living by design. I love that. Have you ever written any books or are you at all interested in that? Yes, my, my pet topic is purpose, passion, potential, and legacy. It is not a book, but it's a workbook. It is entitled, Who Am I and Why Was I Born? It is made up of four sections, purpose, potential, uh, identity, 
and legacy. It's our seven questions. It's called a 32-day journey of self-discovery. Um, in closing, and again, thank you for this beautiful God story, this time together as sisters in Christ. This has been an incredible opportunity to get to know you, to hear what God is doing. And we're going to continue to be praying for you, Brooke, in the work that you and your husband are doing there and the impact that you're making. But I would like to know, is there a way that people can get in touch with you do you have any kind of website or, you know, how could others get in touch with you or get uh, access to your journal? Sure. I would love to share an e email address. It's livingbydesign12 at gmail.com. And that is how people can get in touch with me. And in that way, I am able to share my workbook. But I'm also in the process of writing up a book because I've sold over 200 copies of my workbook from the time that I've actually developed it. And I've held focus groups. Just my, my passion, my life goal is helping individuals come into their fullest God-given potential. And one of the areas that I'm passionate about is helping women who carry emotional scars that affect their self-esteem, uh, make them feel rejected, make them feel devalued, make them feel isolated. And so right now I am busy looking around, writing a book that will provide adequate tools in understanding what it means to live by design. And I call that living by divine design. Okay, thank you for sharing that in those details. Uh, so exciting. Um, I too have such a heart for giving women a voice and wanting them to walk in their full purpose as part of the healing process. Telling your story is very impacting and powerful and God glorifying, which is why we do what we do with sharing God's stories and yours is very amazing. And we are so grateful for the time you've taken to do this. Um, and I also appreciate the inspiring words from scripture and um, just contact info. So thanks again, Brooks, for taking your time. And I know as we prayed and we know God works, that he will just send all the right listeners to listen to what you've shared uh, about him in your journey. And it's so exciting. Um, and then also, friends, I wanted to let you know, we're going to have this episode up on our website. As a reminder, our website is www.alteredstories.org with an episode page, which will share more details um, about Brooks, too. So thank you. And until the next show, friends. Be heard and be healed. Altered Stories Ministry is a faith-based, nonprofit, and women's evangelistic storytelling ministry located in Overland Park, Kansas. 
If you enjoyed listening to today's story, your family and friends would probably benefit from hearing how God works in the lives of women all over the world, too. So please, subscribe to our show and share the link to this podcast. Share it on your social media. We also welcome your valued feedback on our stories. Also, we'd appreciate your prayerful consideration in sponsoring one of our future God-glorifying stories and welcome your tax-exempt financial donation. To find out more on how you can support our ministry, you can log on to our website at www.alteredstories.org. 